welcome to the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 113 of the weekly cooldown and it is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve. It's time. It is the end of this year, this god awful year. Um, and what we're going to do this episode is not really recap the news because let's face it, most of the news is like, do you remember this from 2020? And quite honestly, we're no different. So we're going to go over some, uh, old stories that happened this year. Um, some of our favorite games of 2020, some of the game releases from 2020. If you, if you can like believe that some of these games came out, um, and even some of the, uh, uh, Big stories, the small stories, the things that have happened uh, this year. Um, and we're just going to kind of rehash it all with you, the listener, on this New Year's Eve 2020. Um, and we'll also talk a little bit about our uh, what we're looking forward to in 2021 so far as games are uh, involved. That being said, um, Sam's here to help me do that. Sam, say hello, please. Hello, please. Thank you. That's truly all I want. I'm so glad people listen to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's, That's what the money's want. for. That's what the money... Oh, I, I pay you. That's right. <laughs> yes. Sh- sure I do. Plenty. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> um, so we're going to get started with um, just... First of all, let's do what we haven't done in a while. A <gasps> little COVID recap. Oh. We are at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It has been six months since shit hit the fan no more than six months it's been like eight months or something yeah it's been a long time <laughs> um how are you how are you doing are you are you uh, me i'm good uh, i have not contracted covid at any sort of point neither has my mother or my sister which those are the three that i'm mostly worried about mm-hmm. um uh it's been like mostly okay just because i already don't really go out and publish sure. them <laughs> um, so like in terms of like the day-to-day that hasn't really been that affected much the main thing was that it's like you know i didn't get to go to any cons i was me mm. and uh, my collaborator were supposed to go to tcaf this year but that got canceled and so we don't get to do that so we're just kind of like well, that sucks because we were really looking forward to that and it's like well you know we'll figure out what goes on with that one um I mean, it's just been it's just been more weird than it's been horrible for me, which, you know, I should consider myself lucky considering I know plenty of people who have it uh, like extremely badly right now. So Absolutely. I'm so I, I'm fortunate. But at the same time, it's just been kind of like, oh, my God, it's yeah. just like the, the only thing that I'm really just kind of glad about this year is that we don't have to fucking deal with fucking new balloon put in that White House anymore. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just don't want to hear from him ever again. I just know. Just just go away. That's it. We are uh, hanging in there and hoping that 2021 is the good year. Mm -hmm. At least least a little bit. Just a little good. At least now we have some we can yell at and they'd actually, you know, maybe Maybe. actually feel emotion from it instead of just just, instead of just bunkering down and like being double. You know, it's like, no, I'm stop it. Please don't. I don't want to anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyway. That's that's it. That's 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 basically how my how my year has gone. Last nine nine months or so. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, and it's sad because it started off with such a banger. 
Like, I got to go to the fucking Near concert and see Yoko Taro and Keiichi Okabe and Emmy Evans and they did a song and I fucking cried because that's what I do when there's any sort of relation to Near because that's just what happens. And then I came back home and it was just like, oh, everything's falling apart. All right. Time to fine. crash. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, well, at least I got that. Yes. This was the year of the virtual conference and the virtual, mm-hmm. uh, the exploration of o- online only events. And I have a feeling that if the, it was an online only near concert, it may not have had the same impact. So I'm, I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, I was still loved, you know, seeing that, but it was definitely, mm-hmm. it was definitely a, um, I guess like a kind of validating thing just because. Well, as soon as the concert starts, like I'm already like, you know, I have tears coming out of my eyes, like pretty much that. Not like really <laughs> not like really crying or sobbing, but definitely just like, oh, eyes keep going. And then we get to Kaine's song in which you're hearing the voice actress for Emil um, basically talk about how much they miss her. And like everybody in the area around me, you just hear like sniffing and sobbing. And there's like one girl is just like, I just need a minute because it's just like that whole thing, which is mm-hmm. so funny because I was like with people who didn't really play the original Nier and they're just like what is happening like I don't you know they've only played Nier Automata and so it's so funny how there's just this half and half group of like people who know every part and they're like oh my god why why is this one like killing them so easily and it's like mm-hmm. yeah because if you played the original and then especially if you get the final secret boss fight in Nier Automata and you're just like all right cool I just feel like crawling in a hole and being sad forever thanks Yoko Taro mm-hmm. thanks a lot now I get a figure out what the fuck's going on in Final Fantasy XIV. He had a fucking Drakengard reference, and he's doing the thing I really hoped he was doing. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about Yoko Taro now, because that's all I ever want to talk about anymore. Of course, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll talk about it later, I'm sure. In that case, let's get on to the reason why we're all here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to talk about our faves from 2020. Mm-hmm. All of it our is. games of the years. Mm-hmm. Um I thought maybe I, I don't yet have the notoriety to like hand out weekly cooldown awards. So I thought it just would be cool to see what everyone's personal game of the year choice yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and see 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 where that is. See what yep. the consensus is there. So yeah. and you got some um, on the from the internet, I believe. Yes, the internet tells me a whole lot. So <gasps> Ed uh at that retro code, also the host of uh Boss Rush Games. Uh, or rather, the Boss Rush podcast um, says that Paper Mario: The Origami <coughs> King is really? game of the year. Um, wow. Yes, and he's most looking forward to Monster Hunter Rise and Disco Elysium, as yes. there's going to be a re-release for that yes. next year as well, with, with like total voice acting and everything. I'm surprised because normally, normally it's been a little annoying whenever Paper Mario comes out, and I just hear so many people complaining about it being the worst yeah. thing ever, and so. It's, just it's kind of nice to hear somebody go i really liked that game and it's like bless you sir because there was some really good stuff in that like the mm-hmm. the, the freaking bomb with a really dark story of self-sacrifice which is like is this <laughs> nintendo are we okay this right. seems kind of weird to have in a game but all right it's fine we sneak in something in their in their games that you yeah. don't really expect ever exactly it's just like okay well i guess okay well. <laughs> if that's what we're going for mm-hmm uh, Moose says Doom Eternal was uh, mm. their game of the year this year. Um, one of the few 2020 releases that actually held my interest long enough mm-hmm. uh, that I finished it, and it was actually a good time the whole way through. As for what I'm looking forward to, Guilty Gear Strive. Ah, yes. 
A fighting game. Yep. 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 The F2 seems to have a fun time next year. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I, I do. I do have to say though, that because of the way that social distancing stuff has been working, it's kind of made it hard to want to get into fighting games. Um, unless you're already in it just yeah. because, because I remember because grand blue versus came out this year and I was like, really, you know, Oh, this is gonna be super cool. But because there was really no coverage of it or like any, high play like kind of like tournament stuff it kind of made it not i don't want to say not want to play it but it definitely made it like harder to get excited about it yeah um it is a very good fighting game though i will say that uh but you know i just remember that it was like well maybe maybe hopefully i feel like with the kind of um rolling back of not having the in-person fgc <laughs> experience <laughs> um people are like trying to make it you know make the community still excited yeah. about fighting games but it's hard to do yeah everyone's so used to getting together for locals and yep. evo and all that stuff that it's yeah. it's kind of hard to do that yeah so it's but you know like i like i said the community behind it they're still super strong and they always mm -hmm. get their stuff together it's more like from me as like an outsider being like oh but there's no thing where i can see a bunch of people yelling at you know someone doing like 84 parries of like you know chun li's hyper combo <laughs> like you know you don't get that kind of thing but no. you know it's like whatever it's a little sad but you know they're, they're figuring it out and it's they're they're ch they're chugging along as we mm -hmm. call it very, very true. We're with you, fighting game aficionados, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, as, mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, George Diaz, friend of the show, George Diaz, says Assassin's Creed Valhalla is mm. his game of the year. Um, it took the criticisms I had with Odyssey and corrected them, made things more grounded, like in Origins. Slight spoiler, she says. Uh, when you go to Vinland, you can exchange stories with the natives during a very wholesome story time. And I live for different cultures coming together. Yeah, and that is a that's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like it's like if you don't want to play Crew Hayes Kings Three, I guess you could just play Valhalla. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, listen, I love Crusaders Kings Three, but sometimes it's just like I don't have the mental constitution to deal with this right now. No. Um, I I still need to. Like, it's on it's on fucking xbox game pass still like, i gotta i gotta try i'm never good at those types of games so i know you can try, you can but. just set it on easy mode and you can enjoy like how the systems work because i have definitely had some very interesting things happen when i've played it where it's like boy this just got really dramatic in a bit. <laughs> this is just kind of thing anyway <laughs> Uh, Lily says, honestly, this year's Shadowbringers patches, particularly 5.3, yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. made it into Game of the Year for me. Mm -hmm. Am I biased? Maybe a little. Um, I am honestly super hyped for Monster Hunter Rise, though. I've mm -hmm. been meaning to go back and complete Monster Hunter World, but with that on the horizon... Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's definitely on the list for me, too. Yeah, um, it's... Oh, wait, Hunter, Shadow, the, Shadowbringers Shadow, yeah. has just been really good it came at such a strange time too because it's just everything that that game is about where it's just like oh things are falling apart but we have to band together to do a thing and then we get into fucking 2020 and it's like right boy this expansion could not have like landed at like a more poignant time <laughs> for some of that stuff to happen but right. you know I, I absolutely agree especially just because 
the fact that they've made it so that the game now where anybody can actually get in and get through the first two um, big story contents of Aroma Born and Heavensward, that's mm-hmm. gotten so many of my friends in. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so fun getting them, getting them caught up, taking through like story stuff and being like, oh, we're going to see how they react to this one. You know, like, <laughs> you know, that's always been its own fun. But um, but yeah, definitely the story has been just like, I mean, listen, it's, you know, it's funny is how so many different points of that game, the story beats just feel so different depending on which character I was playing it as. Because, sure. I mean, for, for explanation, me and Kami play on the fucking role-playing server because we're fucking nerds. Yeah, we're anyway, nerds. We're nerds, we do it. Um, and it's just so funny where you, when you get to, when I get to the end of 5.3 with um, my scholar character, Salira, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But then I play as my, you know, like, warrior dragoon monk character and you get to the end and I'm like fucking sobbing just because I'm thinking completely differently mm-hmm. about this sort of like idea of like okay here's the backstory and stuff for this character and what they've gone through and their relation and all this stuff and it's just like completely transforms your relationship to that and I, and I think it's such a fascinating thing because when I brought that up with others they're like yeah it's so weird because you know there's there's sort of an unwritten rule I guess of that you know if you're playing 14, you're not actually playing as the warrior of light in a role playing sense, right. but it's just interesting experiencing the main story that's there and applying it to your different characters and how that actually changes it quite a bit. Absolutely. Cause you know, anyway, so that, that's just something I was thinking a lot about this year. And um, also I love my children, Alice a and Alpha note, even they're, f- they're fucking idiots. And I love them. Big so dummies. They're so dumb. I Big love them. Dummies. I would they die were, for them. They were much more personable this time around though. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate them giving them uh, oh, yeah. both those characters a little bit more personal. Well, especially both of them to be together. Cause in the short shot yes. and, you know, Stormblood, we had Alize with us and I mean, Alize was great there, but we didn't have any of the sibling dynamics. And as soon mm-hmm. as we got those, I'm just like, Oh, I'm fucking in love. I love these people. <laughs> I love them. It's just like, it's just, what a fucking great game to make it feel like this is my weird adopted family. And I just absolutely adore every single one of them. Although I could go without Thancred. He's whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a mixed feeling f- uh, in the fandom with Thancred. It's like, he's great, but also like he could go away. It's like, like I, yeah. <laughs> The the middle of the road is kind of like Thancred. He's here. He's here, and he's just like, "Well, we still talk about Mephilia." Like, okay, whatever. It was like, <laughs> get over it. Get over exactly. Get over it. So let's see who's next. Then Marcy is next in that case, <gasps> and Marcy says uh, her personal favorite is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Gotta give oh, yeah. uh, got to give Game of the Year though to Animal Crossing. Really? So, personal favorite and game of the year. Interesting, interesting choice. I, th- I think because Marcy was thinking in like the the broader like gamer no, zeitgeist of stuff. So, I, anyway, um, the only confirmed twenty twenty one game I'm really looking forward to is Near Replicant. Mm-hmm. Is that still just a mobile game? No, no, no. So um, you're okay. thinking of Near Reincarnation. Near Replicant is just it's just a remake of the original Near that came right. out, and they just like they've made it not be developed by Kavya who 
boy, that development studio has a has has a story with it. Um, but and that one's coming out in I think March or something. But the mobile mm-hmm. game near reincarnation, we don't know when that's coming out in the U.S. or the West yet. Although we know that it is coming because they explicitly said this is coming out in the West at some point. Right. Um, I imagine if it doesn't come out when Replicant comes out, that's probably when we're going to find out when it's going to come out. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why they why they're going to wait, you know, until they get replicant done is because I think reincarnation has a lot more to do with replicant than it does automata. And there's just like a lot of little things because I've looked a little bit into um, what's going on in that game. And it's 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 very fascinating because it definitely feels like here's another weird game that ties together all the kind of like different lore stuff between near and dragon guard. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, the other game that the other mobile game that actually came out this year, um, which was, you know, Alice, um, that game also canonically takes place in the same kind of like expanded universe of near and dragon guard. Um, and there's like little story things that, and not even just the fact that near and dragon card characters appear in that air in that world, but like, no, there is actually like a direct attachment to it. And it has to do with the, the characters in that game are based off of story, uh, like, you know, like t- children's stories, fables, like you have, like, you know, a character that is uh, Pinocchio, you have a character that is, um, Aladdin, you have a character that's the little mermaid, you know, like all these different kind of sordid distorted and um just strange retellings of uh classic children's tales which is related to a character in near replicant by the name of sleeping beauty who was this tree that kept all these stories um of like humanity together and so mm-hmm. there's sort of like this link that's between the two of anyway whatever it's just yoko taro just likes to do his weird like super extended storytelling stuff but um it sounds like a lot it, yeah and so it, it definitely seems like near reincarnation is kind of going to be in the same vein as that where it's like a lot of background stuff that links different parts of these worlds together so and sure. i'm interested to see it just because i'm if it's all just a bunch of random collections of stories like i'm in for it all right that's cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm uh, our friend Orion says that Spider-Man Miles Morales was his um, game of the year this year. Um, and they are looking forward to a more finished Baldur's Gate 3 in 2021. Ah, yes, because I did. I, I bought the early access for it and As played it and, and had a really good time because it yes. definitely felt like this is feels like what a D&D game should feel like. Although... I had the funniest fucking thing happen where when I was playing it and I'm like getting through and like doing, you know, like trying to do one of the romance stuff and they didn't have all of it put in the game yet. And I got to, I got to a point where I was like about to do it. And instead it just shows me this black screen that you can see like the fricking, um, uh, the mind flares, like eyes and silhouette. And it just says under construction and you just have like the judging look of the mind flare being like, Oh, you wanted to see some hanky panky here? You mm-hmm. wanted to fuck in this mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. And I was like, I was laughing so hard because it just appears with just suddenly and out of nowhere, just like under construction, judging you, looking when you see this character <laughs> porn. How dare you? Um, but yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun so far. And it's been nice that it's a game that's an RPG that doesn't have the. F- fucking stupid oh are you gonna make the good choice or the bad choice it has it to an extent 
It does, but like none of the characters are like there is no like absolute good or evil. Like every character sure. just has their own kind of convictions, and it's far more fascinating into how it's done. And I kind of love it. And I love that like the cleric is based off of like a god that's hated by a vast majority of the public in that universe. Like it's yeah. like no, they, like it, like there's just so much cooler stuff that goes on with it. I'm like, I fucking love it. Like, it's just, I'm really interested to see where it's going. Also, why does the fucking warlock dude have, like, the eye of, like, Michelangelo's David, like, the stone eye with the heart in it? And I'm like, why does he have that? Why did they put that there? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what the purpose of it is. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing more of that when it starts mm-hmm. to come out with it. Because I got to the end, and it's like, oh, hey, we're still working on it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll just play something else now. Hopefully, well, I heard that they put in. I'm I'm looking forward to more like quality of life things in that game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they just recently put in the uh, turn off helmet thing, which oh like, yeah, thank goodness because yeah, lo- like low level helmets are always the worst in any RPG. I mean, just helmets in general don't look very good yeah. in RPGs. And I made a really beautiful, <coughs> like, black man looking uh, mm-hmm. tiefling, and I want to see his face all the time. Mm-hmm. So don't make me wear a helmet ever. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, no, it's like totally even if it's part of the story, I don't want to wear a helmet. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Dark Souls where the helmet is actually like part of the like. Ooh, this is what makes this character. Ooh. But you Suspicious know, yeah, and cool. No, Just, I want to see the man's identity. face. Mm-hmm. He looks beautiful, and I want to look at it. I gave mm-hmm. him demonic, like red eyes, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, for our last uh, uh, submissions, you and our friend uh, Aiden Kinsella both <gasps> said Hades yep. was the game yep. of the year this year. Yep, and I'd be more than happy to talk more about why I think that. Well, let us. Let us dig a little, little in there. What's okay? What's, what's so, um, so Hades, one of the it's the latest super giant games. Which, if anybody knows about super giant games, they release like one game every like two or three years, and they've been doing that <laughs> for the past like has it been ten years almost something, something like, like that. that. Anyway, um, and I've never really been into their games in general. I didn't really care for Bastion. Um, I never got into Transistor. Uh, never played Pyre because uh, you know it just didn't happen. And the only reason I got Hades was because it came out on Switch. And it's like, all right, you know, I'll go and do that one. And, like, the thing that is great about that game, and not even taking into the fact of, like, you know, Supergiant apparently, like, has extremely good practices with their employees. You know, all that stuff that's going on. I'm, and I did, can't confirm that just because it's just from what people say, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, not putting into that, like, the game has just a really fun and very well written and engaging interpretation of the uh you know greek uh pantheon um the gods and kind of like the myths that are behind it and they actually line up very very closely with what um the typical uh stories and traditions have been like there's like it not even just with like the gods themselves but even like the small little stories like the story of like orpheus and eurydice is like they really stick pretty close to like how that story went and they don't actually delve deeply into it with the character interactions you can read about it in like the in-game like lore library thing that you get which kind of tells like what happened um but it's been kind of fun just because like my mom studied uh 
mythology when she was in college because that's what you do when you're in college. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we had a lot of books and stuff around and I always kind of like looked into it just because, you know, that was interesting. That's what mom's into. And seeing how much of that lines up really um, accurately was just kind of fun because I knew certain things that's like, oh, yeah, that actually does that 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 counts that's that that goes with it that's correct right um and then just like even you know with that the character interactions between you know not just even like the main character but like the characters interacting with each other is just really fantastic and this game has maybe my favorite portrayal of like you know two dudes in love ever which is um with uh achilles and patroclus mm-hmm. who like there's this like the thing that sold me was there's a line that uh um uh, Achilles said where he mentioned that like oh they both died on the surface and I, he's like I can you know only assume that our ashes are together blowing around in the wind and I'm just like whoa whoa that's really deeply weirdly romantic and way more than I expect from any sort of like romantic couple of two Sorry. dudes in a video game like I was just like whoa like, and so having that just felt so good just because it's like, oh my God, like I finally get to feel like, you know, this representation of, you know, like what, what kind of like that love actually feels like and means it was just, it was just really fucking good. And they, and Patroclus and Achilles were both lovers in, you know, the fables and stories that they were at. Like they're, it's not, it's not like a, you know, nudge, nudge kind of thing. It's like, no, it was pretty much an established thing. Um, so that helps, um, the fact that just, you know, just all the character stuff is great and it makes Mm -hmm. me just keep going back into it and looking into it. But even that aside, the gameplay is just really engaging and fun and is always satisfying in some sort of way. And because it's set up like a roguelite where like you keep going to the end and then you die and then you restart and blah, blah, you know, it makes it so that you keep replaying it you know, that is encouraging you to so you can get further in the story, unlock more stuff. But the fact that playing through and every time the gameplay can be mixed up, depending on what boons you're using. Um, if you said any sort of like difficult thing, um, any sort of charms that you go in, what weapon you're using, what version of a weapon that you're using, like it gives you like so many variables to play with that every time I go into a game, it doesn't actually ever feel like the last game that I played. And so, you know, there are some times where I like go in completely like overpowered, which which I love because it's just, you know, I get so many boons that are just of the right ones where it just decimates everything in my path. And I'm living for it like, hell yeah, let me get to the end. But then another time I'll go through and I'll just like have the absolute worst shit. And I have to think very carefully on how to proceed. Sure. Like that stuff to me is just it's so good because it lets me just play around with that and like the gameplay and the style and the approach and so just i've replayed it so many fucking times at this point just because it's always so good to go in with that and having that story stuff to kind of get engaged with in the middle of all that just makes it so much better so you know even if it's not like it's just so weird to think like it may not be my favorite game of this year but it's like the one game where I was like, this may be like the best game to come out this year because it is engaging both on a, you know, style and story level. And then it is also just a really fucking good game with mechanics and how it's built up and established and just that. So just, it's so good. And then the fact that it's developed by a studio that didn't fucking destroy their employees with like forced Mm -hmm. overtime just makes it all the better where it's like, this game is amazing. The fuck is wrong with everybody else? 
There and you so, go. you know, that that's just kind of, that's it. It's just, it's game of the year. I'm sorry. I'm saying there it. you have it. That's Sam's it. I will explanation about why Hades is game of the year. Exactly. Exactly. It is. It's game of the year. Fuck you. Last of us too. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. The Keeleys. <laughs> Jeff Keeley. Why do you still follow me on Twitter? I don't understand. Follow me instead or uh, as well. <laughs> instead yeah just stop following me follow jason instead yeah you can't have you can only have one gay mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's how that works <laughs> well um i will go out and say that my game of the year is actually going to be uh miles morales as well mm-hmm. um i was actually able to get the playstation 5 as i keep saying i am hey me too a console boy i, I know a, we we did I am a console boy. I've not been a console boy since the Xbox 360, and this is my first PlayStation since the PlayStation 2. So mm-hmm. I've been behind the times, as they say. Yep. Um, but upon getting my PlayStation, of course, I immediately put uh, Miles Morales in, and I, I mean, I had already known, obviously, what the game was going to be about, who it was going to be about, but... It still feels, or, or, or it, it feels like it was like speaking to me. Um, mm-hmm. It is the idea of a Afro Latino uh, superhero that constantly just gut punches me and makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, r- everything down to the layout of his mom's house, um, the like Spanglish, um, e- even though we did not speak a whole lot in my in my household. It still, like, felt like someone was looking directly into my soul and asked me, which superhero do you want to be? <laughs> that and, one! Yeah, yeah, basically. And it, it just felt really good. It felt great to play. Um, it still feels really good to play. I haven't quite finished it. Um, it's, it's wonderful. It's just great. And I applaud the team. Um, not only for the adaptation of Miles Morales' story to the video game uh, uh, universe, but also just the research they did on what it's like growing up in Spanish Harlem um, mm-hmm. in New York City. So, wonderful job. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great, great work. Hope to see more, uh, mm-hmm. specifically of Miles Morales. Okay, thanks. Yes. I mean, and you're, you'll, don't worry, you'll get more of them. We, <laughs> we already know. He, he coming. Lord, he coming. Lord, he coming. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, it's time to move on to the more story aspect of <gasps> our show. Um, so, oh, wait, hold on. What are you looking forward to in 2021? Uh, oh, right. I'm sorry. What am I looking forward to? Um, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, the near remake. I'm actually looking more forward to the near mobile game that is coming out because mm-hmm. I'm always interested to see if there will finally be a mobile game that I want to actually continue playing because still haven't done it here Genshin Impact just being like mm, yeah it's fine I guess but it's, it's not drawing PC. well it's not even no but even playing on PC I don't want to like it's just like I don't want to have to go into it yeah. I don't want to deal with that's, that that's which bad. is which it's nothing against like the gameplay of it like it, it's perfectly great it's just that I don't know they just throw so much shit at you and everybody's there's so much fucking talking and I'm just like stop lore dumping me for a second yeah they do. They do kind of really. It's like uh, I don't want to be Lord Dumps. I mean, for, I I think I have to give them props because I don't think there's ever been a mobile game or yeah. a gotcha game with as much lore and backstory and all the yeah. rest as Genshin Impact. So yeah, I think remember I think just keep your wallets closed. Yeah, I th- I think <laughs> it's mostly just that like you know 
it reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild, but it's missing the part of Breath of the Wild that I really liked in which that it was just kind of fucking me and my own fucking about in this world doing whatever. And sure. in this game, you constantly have like a nagging that's going on with you. A little bit. Uh, well, with that, <laughs> it is time to get to the news part. <gasps> the news. So, news. so much happened in 2020. Can you believe it? Uh, it yeah. feels like... This has been both the longest uh, time of our lives and the mm-hmm. shortest time of our lives. <laughs> yes. Um, so to give like some quick recaps on some like quick major events that happened in the world of video games, um, back in January, Tencent started buying up a whole lot of uh, uh, real estate, um, starting with the Norwegian developer and publisher Funcom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, Kazuhisa Hashimoto, the creator of the Konami Code, died at age 61 in Aww. February. Very sad, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, a Rockstar Games co-founder and lead writer, Dan Hauser, left the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The March is really when we started seeing the first uh, conferences starting to go online only or... Mm-hmm. Limiting yep. the amount of people who were going um, in, yep. in person. Yep. That's when the COVID-19 really started ramping up. Uh, yep. uh, Pac-Man turned 40 this year. Over the hill. 40 years old. 40 years of Pac-Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, in August, Epic Games and Apple and, and Google uh, decided to begin their big lawsuit challenge that has been going on for the past uh, four months yeah. um, yep. over uh, the delisting of Fortnite Battle Royale on iOS and Android yep. due to uh, Epic's um, bypassing of the store's payment systems. Uh huh, and has not really been working in Epic's favor this entire no. time. No, it's really. like, boy, this is really the hill y'all are going to die on? Like, right. This has also brought like Facebook and other companies into the spotlight because they feel that companies, especially tech companies, are starting to get a bit too big, yeah. um, a bit monopolistic. And, which, uh, which they are, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's up there. Uh, let's see what else happened this year. Um, E3 was cancelled. Um, yeah. after much speculation about whether it would be or not. Um, E3's kind of cancellation also kind of set the, 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 the road, the roadmap, I guess, for all the other game shows and, yeah. and game uh, conferences to be held online or digital only. Yeah. Um, so we got Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Jeff Keighley did a summer, a summer game expo, something like that. Yeah. Um, throughout the months of June, July, August, um, he had a whole bunch of people come and talk about their products. Uh, we got the look at, um, the next Unreal Engine, which looks really good with all the ray tracing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's truly all I can remember. Um, Amazon announced their cloud gaming service, Luna. Um, so they're going toe to toe with Google Stadia and, and the like, um, so there's there's a lot a lot's been happening. Cliff Blazinski made his own news because that's all he ever does. Yeah. I I don't want to talk about him at all, <laughs> but I just I truly can't like not point out enough how much he's been mentioned on this show simply because he said something dumb. 
And it made major news because he said it. And he just makes his own news. He's made himself, and I hate to, like, if he listens to the show, and I know he doesn't, like, I don't mean, I truly don't mean disrespect by this, but you kind of made, like, yourself, like, irrelevant in a way (laughs) when you decided to... um, you know, go for the go go for your own game and tell tell people that the reason why it failed, one of the reasons why it failed, is it had too many people of color and gay people in it. Like, what? <laughs> Are you sure? Um, Are you sure it's just because nobody gives a fuck about you anymore? It, I thought it was an okay game, and I thought, yeah. yeah, it needed some tweaking, but you know, it's pretty good, and the marketing was really good for it. And then they're like, now nah, we're gonna shut it down, and I was like, okay, well, there's still that cool like '80s themed battle royale they have going, and then nope. they canceled that too. So yeah. I was like, I guess I'm. I, I'm stupid. I it's hate. Been, stu- I like stupid games. I guess it's, it's been a weird thing where there's been so many games that'll be like announced or in development, and then they'll like either come out or they'll be in like some sort of like pre-release stage, and then they'll just get canceled. Because didn't Amazon do that with like some game they had? Like, Amazon they had this, fucked up. Like they Actually. did. Like there's so many people that d- d- developers that did this, or you know, publishers, or they're the ones at fault here. I'm sorry, but it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Why are you dumping money into like, making these yeah. games and then just just being like, no, nope, never mind? Like, what? Actually, that is something that also happened this year. Crucible was released as a free-to-play multiplayer third-person shooter, mm-hmm. published by Relentless Studios, which is part of Amazon Game Studios. Yeah, um, and the game was. It looked really cool. Um, yeah. The characters looked really cool. They were hyping it up a whole lot. They were saying this was going to be a great game, blah, 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 blah. And when it released, it just did not hit uh, the way that it said it would hit. I mean, players, I played it for a while. I thought it had something going for it in the in the vein of like a like a um, over-the-shoulder um, League of Legends shooter, which... It like there's something there, but they did not tap into it, um, and they they had to take it down so that they could work on it some more. After people were like, "Yeah, no, this ain't it, Chief." Um, it's, it's it's just so baffling to me that, I mean, at the same time though, and like, oh, unpopular here, unpopular you know opinion here. Um, I'm just fucking tired of like online. Well, well, not even online, just tired of like competitive multiplayer games like i'm just so tired there's so many of them and it's just i can i just get a fucking game with like established characters and like you know a world and lore that isn't hidden on like a fucking comic that you have to read on their fucking website like i just fucking want to play a game and interact with the world i don't I guess it's just this weird thing of, like, games where it's like, oh, you want to interact with other people. It's like, not really. <laughs> like, I'm just fine being, like, on my by myself or just with, like, a very select people that I bring into it. Like, I'm just, I'm just so tired of it. And I'm so hoping that in some way this is getting, like, the game industry being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't just do multiplayer first anymore because there's not enough sustainability to it because like there's this whole thing that goes on with a games of service idea that the only way that it keeps working is that if people keep playing the game and keep it going and if you're not making money off the bat from it and there's not enough longevity of people there 
it's not gonna it's just not gonna work like that's why whenever i see a lot of games that'll be released where you buy it at first and then like years down the road it'll be like considered um you know free to play like that makes sense because I already made their money at the very good beginning of it to further fund any changes that they wanted to make right. to it. And then they keep it going on that. But if you come out the gate as free to play immediately, it's like there is a very small window in which you have to get to like some level of success for that game to continue onward. And if it doesn't th- like these games just get, just get shuttered. And it's I just think like the intentions were right for Amazon's first yeah. like MOBA esque game. Yeah. But I, I, I think you're right in that, you know, maybe you should have had to buy into it. Um, but at the same time, it's Amazon. Yeah. And they have lots of money. And the, yeah. Mr. Jeff yeah. Be- Bezos. So. Yeah, Je- Jeff Bezos, the most ugly, like, skin man on the world. Skin um, man. I know that's what he looks like. He looks like a man who is, who is not in the correct form of skin. Like, it doesn't fit him properly <laughs> or something. Whatever. If Jeff Bezos hears this, fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, I do not care. Um, but no, it's just this thing that I keep seeing in a lot of multi in just a lot of multiplayer games that are free to play that release is just there's such this heavy push on it, like being, oh, it's free to play. And then you go into this thing. But I understand that this this gameplay thing where like, oh, it gets people to come in to try it. But it's like there's such a small space where it's like they have to get enough off the bat to keep it going, because if they don't, right. I mean, that's the only reason that like you look at fucking Anthem. Where it's like the yeah. only reason it's been able to keep going is because so many people bought it at the beginning. Um, yeah, and it's just it's I just I, I'm just I really think a lot hoping. of people yeah. really want to get into, especially with free to play shooters or free to play like action games. They really want to get into the esports market. Like they want to jump into the esports market as soon as possible. Um, and I think Amazon was really no different in this case. Um, where they were trying to create a competitive shooter, um, a competitive MOBA shooter, um, you know, jungling and all that stuff that League has. What that was basically in this game. Yeah. Um, so it, it, like, the intentions for having a free to play game and having something that's marketable to like the esports market, it's all yeah. there, but it has to be good. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's all. Like you have to lock it down, and if it's not like you have to play test it and trial run it and give it to outlets and critique, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, critics and all those people. Give it to me. I'll play it. I'll play it. Yeah, okay. I'll give. I'll give a shot. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Is just like it's. It's just. I, I just feel like more and more it's becoming apparent that like you can't just jump into that and expect mm-hmm. success because right. you know like one you have you know the likes of the epic and who you know they have their fucking Fortnite, and then you have you know like overwatch with blizzard you know like you already have like these very well established you know kinds of mainstays of that kind of you know game that's being made and it's extremely difficult to try and penetrate that because you know if that's already there and that's what people play you, there's what is it that will make them switch off from playing something else entirely which is sad because i do want there to be more variety in what the games are playing but i guess i just feel that trying to emulate what's already been successful doesn't really work and if you don't have anything beyond um you know if you don't have anything beyond like what the kind of like the mainstays of it being a good game are but mm-hmm. you don't have anything that makes people like want to go to it and get curious about it i then i don't know what I don't know what you expect. Absolutely. Um, and so that's it's, that's just sort of like the thing well, 
that you know it's because they're saying and i mean it's no use for me because like i look at any of those games and like i don't want to fucking play that so it's not gonna <laughs> work for me here's what okay here's what really fucking just just fucking strawed my hide that's not a term whatever anyway like in the fuck the fucking jeff Keeley's, and they had like best continuing game fucking final fantasy 14 was nowhere like mm. not even like considered for like a nomination and the reason why is because it probably because it has a monthly subscription because mm. none of the other games did they were all free to play you know destiny you know it's technically you have to buy it but there's no monthly subscription to keep playing it all these it's just like it just frustrates me so much because I look at Final Fantasy fourteen and I'm like, I am more than happy to pay the monthly fee that goes along with it because they keep getting a good game from it. And I guess that's that's just what's like making me more annoyed than anything is just so many games that want to be focused on multiplayer don't want to have any sort of a monthly anything with it, you know, unless they have like their battle pass or like, you know, spending on loot boxes, which fucking God anyway um it's just it's such a it's such a frustrating thing that if i really like a multiplayer game and i can't just you know like continue to pay for it to be going and ex- and reliably get decent updates and progressing of like the game's content both in terms of you know gameplay but also just in terms of you know story to interact with it's just it it's 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 just become so frustrating and it just makes me not want to play multiplayer games in general and it's just make me like I'm just going to keep playing single player games where I'll know that I'll have a good time because it's clearly made in a certain way that I want to experience and enjoy it so and that's just how it is how it ends up feeling for me I agree <laughs> There you go <laughs> No I I I I feel um I feel a certain kind of um, like, not necessarily disdain, maybe indifference, animosity. Something? Not not really even animosity. Just kind mm-hmm. of like a okay, here it is, I guess. And then yep. I just kind of walk away from from games like um, the you know the Fortnites of the world now, mm-hmm. um, just because it. I guess it's true. I I didn't want to be one of those people, but it it gets overplayed so many times mm-hmm. um and, and done and redone and done again so many times yeah. that it just kind of feels like well what are you bringing to like everybody yeah. so that they can play this game but yeah i guess some games are not for me yeah no fine i mean it's just like for if it means anything the one online game aside from final fantasy 14 that i've been playing religiously and almost to an addiction tetris 99 and that's oh. fucking tetris yeah it's a simple it's game a... goes in fast paced goes there in out there that's it it's just See, i'm so good at that the the battle royale i've been playing most is fall guys <laughs> so yeah like think you know consider think think outside the box think like fall yeah. guys you, you don't have to have guns for it to be a battle royale <laughs> well and i think that's the problem is that it's like you have so many of these games that are trying to incorporate as being like this big overarching story you know trying to emulate like what blizzard was doing with overwatch but then that just makes it so hard to want to get into because there's all this kind of stuff you have to go through in order to get to like the game but then you look at like fall guys tetris 99 there's really nothing that any there that you just go in and play it for a little bit and then jump out and it's great. Like yeah. I think that's perfectly good. But and it still has all of the like nuance of a battle royale though. It has the it, yeah. battle pass, so to speak. It has the seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the currency you get for skins. All the same things. It's just a different kind of battle. 
because it's like all the stuff that I always hear with like you know freaking Fortnite, where it's like, oh, we had this big giant event changing thing, we had a giant concert, and I'm like going, whatever happened to just f- playing the game? Like, good lord, it's just I don't know. Like, I guess that's the thing is that if I if I'm going to be playing a game with some overarching story that's multiplayer. I'm going to go to Final Fantasy 14. I don't care if any other one has like some weird free to play model with it. It's I don't know what they're doing. I don't necessarily invest and vibe with it. I don't know how to get into that. I don't know how to break into it. And I guess that's the other thing is that Final Fantasy 14, you start at the beginning of the story. You can't really do that with the other ones. Like all these things already happen in Fortnite and you don't get to be part of it in some sort of way. Right. And it's just like, so what's the point of me joining then at any point? So I don't know. It's just like, whatever. Also, why the, the overwatch two, I don't even know what that is yet. And it's suddenly a nobody thing. knows. I don't, I like, I'm we'll still have no idea what year. the fuck is. I'm just like, I have no fucking clue what any of that. We will hopefully find out next year, but I, I have no, knows. I have no There's idea. Supposed what the to be hell PVE in it. Who knows what that's going to look like. I know, it's like, which I'm fine, because I like PvE, that's great, I love co-op, like, fucking give me more co-op games, that's all I want, sure. like, I don't need to play against other people, like, it I just want to do stuff with friends. It would be interesting to see a kind of, like, PvE-type game that, where the AI adapts as if it were another team, which, and, yeah. and see that in, like, an esports arena. <laughs> Yeah, like see players go against the AI and see how I mean, much. How we're definitely good they getting. Are. We're definitely getting to a point where AI can start getting complex enough to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah. So it it definitely can be something with it, and I think that's a far more interesting because that's like the whole thing where like you know, fucking what was it, Deep Blue, the chess you know robot that played against like the best chess player from like Russia. Like that's a right. fascinating and interesting story, and just because it's like it's about humanity versus technology in an actual way. And it's just, you know, that's really interesting. I don't think, it's just, I don't know. It's just, the, I'm tired of just multiplayer teams against teams because I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not a good thing with it because I don't even care for sports. I'm sorry, like basketball, football, right. baseball. Like, I'm just like, yeah, there's a thing going on. I mean, sometimes it's nice because there's giant large men colliding into each other and I'm, you know, have a trash brain, but you know, trash brain. it's just, it's just all the other stuff. I'm just like, I just, I don't really care. It's See, like, I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of half and half. I, I yeah. haven't had much dealings with the Overwatch League lately, but when it first started, I was very into it and yeah. I like the idea of, um, you know, esports as it were. I just... I don't find, I, I don't find that there's yet a game compelling enough for me to, you mm-hmm. know, kind of sit on the couch and yell at the screen. Um, aside from maybe fighting game tournaments, I do enjoy those. Um, yeah, well, that but, and the fighting, but fighting games, nothing oh, there. There's just, it, yeah. there doesn't seem to be anything there yet. Well, and the fighting games are always interesting just because it's always, like, one person versus one person. At that point, it's a duel, and a duel is always interesting. Like, just it is, because you're basically watching two people trying to do their absolute best to thwart the other, which is, you know, that's there's something far more interesting that's going on there. But the team stuff, like, I guess part of it doesn't work because... Actually, you know what you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of like in wrestling, like the big performance wrestling stuff, how they would always have it set up where there's like the team of the good guys and the team of the bad guys, and they work that into the story, and it's just like, you know, it's total it's just all fiction, but it's so much more engaging because they're applying that to that. Right. I have yet to see that being applied to any esports of any kind. Sure. It's always just like this team who have a very similar kind of setup against this team who have a very similar kind of setup. And so I don't 
I don't feel any sort of narrative to it. And so like, it's just kind of like, you know, watching teams going against each other. And it's just like, okay, whatever. When really what we all want is fucking anime where it's like the, you know, the fucking Dragon Ball Z, where it's the, the, the earth defense force versus the evil alien, like yeah. whatever. So like that shit, that, like it's, it's, it's so, if it's they made so, it a little bit more like wrestling, it might be more watchable. It would be, no, it would be because there's actually like some sort of like narrative. And even if it's fictional, yeah. like, I don't care. There just needs to be some sort of thing that brings it so that there's a, perf- a level of performance to what is going on. And I guess that's the thing is that I have a hard time finding engaging performance in, you know, team sport participation of any kind, be it like a real one or, you know, like a, a video game one. Like I just that I can't I don't have that. And so I don't know what I don't know what to be entertained by, I guess, which is sounds kind of dumb, but. You know, you're, you're right though. If it was, if it was as much of a spectacle as they want it to be, then I think I would be more into it. If it yeah. was like, you know, the two head snipers from uh, whatever team going head to head or something, yeah, I would be way more into it than I would be seeing like an entire team just doing this, yeah. the smash ups on a, on a map. Or, or if they had like some crazy like you know like pre-constructed story of like oh this team from this area but they all came from like <laughs> they all have cybernetic intent you know like it doesn't even have to be real but if you just have like this little bit of like some story bullshit to go along with it I think would just make it so much more fun Very because then you because then you can have them really lean into it sure. and just like and it just and I think honestly that would just be a lot better in general than having like I mean because it's just i don't know i i guess it's also just the thing that that you know there's a lot of people who play in esports who don't know how to perform and i don't mean like right. perform like play the game they don't know how to like perform on like a I point of like there. yeah like having any sort of like character or persona and that's why a lot of people really like the players who have like s- just some really weird peculiarities about them. Like, I mean, why do you think so many people like Sonic Fox? Because, you know, he's like a furry who's very open about his queerness and like makes it and knows how to perform with it. And right. so it's just that stuff people like and they really engage with it. But then I look at so many other esports stuff and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. And I don't know how I can in any way sort of find, you know, something to be enthralled with them on a point that they are performing because they don't. And that's just, that's just how it is for my brain. And you know, it's, it's not a disservice to them as people. I'm sure they're wonderful people, Mm -hmm. but it's just, if I'm here to be entertained, I'm not being entertained. Is that the only way that I can say it? So to all the other esports fans out there, we salute. Start developing a persona. Like make yourself like, like just start doing like wrestler. Yo, if that's please 2021, Anybody who does any sort of esports, anything, start making a character for yourself. Like, yeah, just like tell, tell like the types like Ninja to go fuck themselves. Fighting, it's just like who cares about that? No, fighting game me. people can definitely get this started. Like, start. No, the... no, seriously, do it. Like, just fucking lean into it and just make it so absolutely just bonkers. And I'll be, I'll be so into it at that point. Like, just <laughs> please. Anyway, I just actually feel like I'm getting excited about this thought now. Like, you know, it's just like, no, I'm so into this. Like I want this, but I don't have it yet. 2021 fucking do it. We got, we're, we're still distant. You can create your own fucking story. Who's going to question you mm-hmm. anyway. That's what I'm looking forward to most in 2021 is for esports to become more like wrestling. <laughs> 
All this happened because Amazon failed to deliver Crucible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess so. Wow, went off on a really big tangent there. Well, whatever. I <laughs> well, mean, but I guess that kind of that kind of talks about 2020 in general. We'll quickly go through this last bit that I want to talk about because it still kind of uh, rubs me a certain way. And yes. that is um, just a follow-up on the stories that we did around the episode 93 to 96 mark, uh, which all pertained to companies um, uh, uh, putting out statements um, regarding the death of George Floyd, um, support for LGBTQ, because it was June around that time, but also support for Black Lives Matter. And I have to wonder if we will see that same kind of showing of support in 2021. Um, the reason I and kind of questioning it is because um, we had uh, companies like Twitch who um, decided to host, I believe, the Black uh, Games uh, Developers Conference or something like that. Um, we've we had a ton, ton, tons of people coming out and you know saying that they support Black Lives Matter and Black people and blah blah blah. But then you know as these things do, um, the voices got a little bit quieter. Um, yeah. So my hope going into the next year is that the same conferences that popped up around June of this year due to COVID and due to, um, you know, police brutality will continue to pop up for years to come. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just a, um, not just a, a, you know, a fanfare around a death. Yeah. Well, it's not just taking advantage of the uh, political climate and um, news events just to like bring attention to your, you know, company uh, establishment, you know, foundation, whatever you want to call it, um, and just kind of writing off the publicity that goes along with that because, you know, just fucking hey, welcome to fucking capitalism because that shit happens every fucking time and it's just every time there's something like that happens and it's just like. I, I do, I do hope that it's more than anything. I hope it's gotten people to express the idea that this is something to constantly be talking about and doesn't just need to only be talked about when bad things happen. Um, just because it's, you know, like you just want, you did, you know, it, it gets so frustrating that the only time we can hear any of that, you know, on a large public scale is when something bad happens. But meanwhile, during the rest of the time when there's still bad stuff happening Mm -hmm. and people are trying to bring up with it, nobody wants to listen to it because it's like, well, it's not big enough. And it's like, well, fuck you that it's not big enough. It should always be big enough. Um, So yeah, no, it's just like, I do hope. And I hope that especially now that now that we're kind of in a point where, you know, nobody can say like, oh, this stuff never used to happen. And it's like, no, it's always been happening. It's just not until now that we've been able to have like documentation of it happening right. every fucking time it happens. And so and it's like discussions around it, serious discussions around it. Yeah, it's just like this isn't something that isn't just like only happens when one big event happens. The fact that people are constantly capturing, you know, some amount of, you know, racism, uh, homophobia, transphobia, mm-hmm. um, um, misogyny like it's just like the big any list of like anything that's going um you know uh exploitation of people who are you know poor or the 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 homeless crisis that has been going on like all these things um that you know it's just been constantly going on but now it's constantly being brought to the attention of people and i guess that's the main thing is that if this keeps wanting to be talked about like everybody needs to constantly be 
talking about it being a thing and that right. it's never like there's this whole idea of everything going back to normal is not a thing that can happen anymore that the, the, there is no normal like it's just this it's just reality is what is going on so absolutely yeah. yep um this year we also saw a lot of sexual misconduct um accusations allegations mm-hmm. um especially in the fighting game community um, we saw the CEO of uh, Evo, uh, Joey Queller, uh, get let go, um, thanks to both his handling of and possible allegations against him. Um, and uh, I hope once again, much much like what I said uh, just a moment ago about George Floyd, I hope that we continue to support the uh people who are in our communities who are saying these things are happening um you know taking victims seriously and um doing the right thing in 2021 yeah well and then another thing this was um just kind of brought to light uh, a little while ago but the con Magfest, which i had gone to in previously previous years and had a really fucking good time is just like it's just everybody's just being like, no, like, just just fuck it. Because, you know, you have um, uh, what's his name? Paul Bertel, I think, mm-hmm. who had like like a bunch of formal complaints um, for emotional abuse and harassment. And now apparently what they've been doing is they've been firing anybody who has ever spoken out about it and like being banned from taking part in MAGFest at all. So it's like uh, one fuck MAGFest because the people who are in charge of it and running it are clearly pieces of shit. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just, don't, don't get complacent. I suppose it's just like, always be questioning what is going on with, um, any sort of thing that's going on and don't be afraid to give, um, voices to people who have been, um, wronged in some sort of way. And, but, you know, at the same time, always make sure you're doing it with their permission. Don't ever out somebody's situation without their permission. Because clearly that's because clearly they're not, sometimes they just aren't ready for it. But when people are speaking and you can use your voice to help make that voice louder, please do because it is absolutely important. Absolutely. Yes. Well, sorry to end 2020 on a downer but you know well, what this, you know, this year goddamn year has been like this so well, well let's just, let's just let's just do something really quick though in terms of like games favorite moment in any game that you've played this year like, oh. if you think about it, like your number one thing like just kind of think about it because i already know what mine is and i can think Ooh. about it directly yeah so it's just like hmm. you know well you go first okay. while i think so my favorite was um so i played the final fantasy 7 remake this year mm-hmm. um and i enjoyed my time and everybody who thinks that oh fuck they completely ruined the story and it's not the same thing anymore i say like okay but i actually want to keep playing the series now because they're doing something different and i have no idea what they're doing and i'm very curious to see where that ride goes mm-hmm. so good on square enix for not just doing the thing of making a game that like I would just be like, why do I want to play the same game again? Because this is no longer the same game anymore. But my favorite moment in the, <laughs> in the fucking game, and it's so... I do not fall prey to, like, um, nostalgia bait that much in games. Like, it's just like, okay, that's kind of neat, but this is probably the one time that I just, like, actually completely got it. And it's where you're fighting um, the version of the boss Genova in that game. Mm-hmm. And it's like a three-phase fight, and, you know, 
go through the first phase, thing happened, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, and there's the whole like boss music going on and it's like, oh, okay, it's second phase, music changes back again. You get to the third phase and they do the music change again and it just comes in with that fucking repeating synth arpeggio from the original game on top mm. of it. And just like, I f- like just fucking lost my shit because I was like, oh my God, I am so fucking here right now for this. It's just like, it's just, it was just so good because I... And I was so glad that I had not been spoiled to like what that version of that part of the song sounded sure. like and just being able to experience it like in a virgin way. I was just like, oh, fuck, yes. It was so good. Like I had to pause and listen to it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like I just I, I like it's one of those moments where like, you know, you wish you could just have amnesia, selective amnesia on a game just yeah. so you can experience just the thing keep again. Just doing it over and over. It's exactly. Like, oh, my God. Like it was so so good especially when just hear it out of nowhere and i'm just like oh fuck and it's great it's great looking at videos of other people reacting to it to the same way of just being like oh my god and it's so funny because it's like it's fucking nostalgia bait as much as possible but it's such a good nostalgia bait that's like no i'm good i'll catch it just feed it all to me i'm great um and you know like there's even bits of that that kind of happened in final fantasy 14 this year too like the fucking reveal in 5.3 with like the final boss where it was just like that design and mm-hmm. it's just like oh my god they did it it's like oh but anyway like i love that shit like it's just it's so it's so obvious but it's like no i'm here thank you for this food i think for me it's with resident evil 3 Ooh. i stream that um mm-hmm. privately with some friends mm-hmm. and Going through it together for like for the first time, but also kind of like for the twentieth time, um, given that I've played the original Resident Evil Three like God knows mm-hmm. how many times, it was just a a very like kind of exhilarating experience um, to kind of relive it all over again um, and, and kind of get a new feel for the the retelling of jill's story of the resident evil 3 story as a whole um and and doing it with like friends and chatting and joking about you know all the shit that's going on in there um in particular though i really really enjoyed the kind of renewed strength that they gave jill at the end of that Mm -hmm. game where she you know instead of um picking up a revolver and saying the you want stars i'll give you stars line Mm -hmm. she instead like picks up a giant fucking rail gun it's like it's like yeah it's a rail cannon and just shoves it into what is like a gaping maw of uh the nemesis and then just unleashes hell on him and yeah i still think she could have said that you want stars i'll give you stars line there and it would have been you are correct what they what they did instead was they like slapped it in the middle of the game which is weird it's like why is that here yeah it didn't feel good at all but who asked for this um but the the feeling of like really giving nemesis that last big middle finger at the end of resident evil 3 i think oh it uh, uh, was just was just the the best best feeling um, ever <laughs> um, in 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 gaming this year. So mm-hmm. kudos to yeah. that. 
looking forward to Village then? Yes, I was going to say, I don't think I said what I'm looking forward to next year, and it yeah. is definitely uh, Resident Evil Village. Um, I I don't know what to expect, aside from that we're going back to fucking Ethan for some reason, but you know what? I will be glad to play it, because I love Resident Evil so yeah. much. Well, and it looks fucking really good. There also was talks of um, maybe hearing more about... Um, a game from the original uh, creator of Silent Hill, um, a horror game, no less, which makes me uh-huh. excited. So, you know, we may not cool. get that yeah. game for another two or three years, but, but if I can hear something about it, then I'm mm-hmm. all in. I'm all in. Yeah. Put me in there. This is a, this is a, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Put me in, coach. Um, anyway, um, I think that, that that's is it. it. Is there yeah. anything else? No. Well, that's it's it? time okay. to it's time to wrap up the show, so tell us where... <laughs> Uh, 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 you can be found on the interwebs, please. Uh, you, you can find me as always on. Um, oh, <laughs> I guess I could say this. You can go to my new web URL, Sam Neeland, S A M M N E I L A N D dot gay. That is my official new oh my website God. URL, and I fucking love it. Just so go there. Um, if you want to like interact with me, though, um, I'm usually on Twitter at Sam Neeland, spelled the same way, S A M N N E I L N D. And I would like to make a note of a thing that I did something for that finally came out: um, the game um, Omori, which is O M O R I, I believe. O M O R I. Omori finally came out, and I did a remix that is in the game as an unlockable track. Um, so if you play that game, which you should, because it's very it's it's really really just kind of like a fascinating throwback to like an earthbound style rpg um that game is finally out now after being in development for a very long time so it's cool to finally see it come out and then it's also cool that i got to the little contribution to it and i hope that everybody likes what they hear because i've already had people come up going like oh i found your track i knew it was yours because the strings and i'm like yeah that's me that's just how (laughs) (laughs) like yeah mm -hmm, i know what i sound like so um but yeah please do go ahead and check that out Mm -hmm. and go buy it and support the developers because they worked very hard on it and it's glad to see it made it out finally yes right as always, you can find me at Jace Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the Weekly Cooldown on Twitter as well at WKCooldown. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcasts. Don't make me beg. I won't. I will. Be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week. And support your favorite charities and support the show. Be sure to also go back a couple of episodes, maybe two or three at this point, and check out the pilot episode for the greatest gaming game show ever. That is Mm -hmm. the podcast where I, Jace, the host, the greatest game show host you've ever heard in your eardrums, host a game show about video games. Are you tired of hearing the word game yet? Uh, Check it out. Give me some feedback and expect the full season of the full (sighs) first season of the greatest gaming game show ever in your ear holes in 2021. There you go. Our intro music is done by Zach Breider of Captive Portal. And our logo and art is done by Corgian of Doghouse Esports. Follow Corgian at Doghouse Esports uh, at, on his Twitter at Doghouse Corgian. That is D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. That is all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm Sam Neeland, and fuck 2020. Fuck 2020. See you next week. See you next year. 
Bye. Bye. I'm Paul Henderson, and my game of the year for 2020 is Stardew Valley. Thanks for listening.